0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more, so you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros.
1: Hello, and it was meant to be a quieter content pod this week, but it's turned out not to be that way with accusations flying around that EA staff have been selling off icons for actual money on the black market. Things have certainly hotted up. It is all accusations at this stage, but we'll be talking about that and plenty more on this podcast, including Foot Birthday, a chem non-believer, and the key stats we like players to have. I'm your host, Ben, and you'll hear all that and more on this week's Foot Weekly podcast, brought to you by our supporters. Hello and welcome to Week 24. It's the content pod, and let me start by introducing our most regular guest. It is Foot Legend, Air FIFA, and it is great to have you on this morning. How are we doing?
2: Yeah, just a spot of coffee left after that earlier gameplay pod, so morning's going pretty darn well. Excited to talk about the wonderful world of foot content.
1: Yeah, it was meant to be a quieter week, but there's certainly plenty to talk about. Let's get our next guest introduced. Before we do that, though, we have a regular around the Foot Weekly community and more recently on the podcast. Been great to have your insights, especially on the gameplay front, but looking forward to having you for this content pod. How are we? Huber?
3: Yeah, doing well, thank you
1: to hear and next up we have someone who came in last week relatively short notice at a slightly weird time which was very good of him and i thought better get him back for a full podcast appearance including the gameplay episode this time it's james hello, Welcome hello. back back again already guys. who's
2: <laughs> back back again james is <laughs> definitely back. <leaving> us in <laughs> tell a friend all right, all right all
1: right talking of which last week i was listening back and realized that quite a few times i said japes and james had answered and James and Jake. Oh, really? Options. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, it didn't matter. It did work. But uh, maybe you have a nickname, James, we can use. I don't know.
3: I don't really
4: have a nickname. No, you don't. Okay. Well, maybe we can I, work um, I clearly, I'm not good, good at coming up with names, seeing as that my handle is It's
1: James. Yeah, well, yeah, that is true. So <laughs> maybe Jim I'm,
2: I'm changing my handle to It's Japes right
1: after <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let me introduce our final guest. Now, he's the only guest that we haven't had on before. So hopefully, that will help people in knowing who's speaking and the fact that we have more guests than usual. We have with us as our new guest on this one, Renzo. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. Ah, great to have you. and... You are a manager, coach, important person, I suppose, at Team Hullet, which is really one of the rising or maybe even risen stars of the world of FIFA esports. Very successful, very interesting project. And we also found out off-air, you were an early Call of Duty pro.
5: Yeah, 10 years ago, I think I retired kind of of Call of Duty. I used to play at a pro level, but back then esports was a whole lot of different than it is now mm-hmm. so um, I had to. I had an opportunity to play full time in Germany um, but yeah my mother wasn't too keen on the idea as well so yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like yeah I'm just uh, gonna study and uh, ended up re- re- returning to esports when the e D V Z and uh, stuff like that came around I was like I can play FIFA a bit myself as well so why not mm-hmm. and um, yeah that's how I kind of rolled back into esports
1: Nice, nice.
2: Right now, what I'm thinking is we're going to have to do a uh, 1v1 quick scopes on Rust for Team
5: of the Year Ronaldo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Man. That's fine.
1: <laughs> I feel like, Jake, you might not be coming out of that with the Team of the Year Ronaldo, but um, there we go. Let's move on to what we're going to spend the first little bit of this podcast talking about. And that is what is becoming known as EA Gate. Obviously, we recorded last week. Earlier because it was my birthday on a normal recording day. Thanks for all the birthday wishes, by the way, greatly appreciated. But it worked out quite well because we can get plenty of different thoughts with the number of guests we have on this podcast today. And one of the things that I wanted to start by doing is just explaining roughly what's gone on, because I'm sure some people may not be aware, but essentially screenshots were circulating around Twitter, etc., showing that someone had been shopping icons to people saying I can get these icons put into your account. I'll give you three and you transfer me £1,400. You know, that seems to be how this was done. We obviously don't know whether this is definitely a thing that is happening. We can only go off these screenshots. It could be a scam, but it seems that seeing how the community has seen a bit of evidence in screenshot form of this and EA have put out a statement that it potentially was happening. Obviously, in their statement, they didn't say that it definitely was, but they did talk about why they do gift players and put players into people's accounts. There's the obvious one, which is if there's some error and it's their fault, they go and put a player back on an account. Obviously, they can see the player isn't missing from the account and they can put them back on, fairly straightforward. And also if they've got people internally testing something, they'll put a player onto that account to test whether some particular element of content is working. Makes a lot of sense. The other one, which I'm sure is where this whole thing comes from is that they do gift players to celebrities and professional footballers you'll probably be aware that there's these 99 rated versions of themselves that professional footballers get they also get a choice of i think three icons and that's the same for celebrities as well comedian who's been on this pod also benefited from that when he did a bit of work for ea so there are plenty of examples of this out there and all in the name of of course promoting the game promoting esports raising the profile through celebrities and footballers it feels like that's probably the area where something has gone wrong slipped through someone's taken advantage of the system whether internally or potentially externally too actually now to many people this might not seem that relevant It's obviously a tiny tiny number relative to the player base who would have been receiving these items and So it really leads us on to talking about other issues. But Japes, what are your thoughts on this, would you say?
2: Look, the the people that participated in it, I don't feel bad or sorry for them at all. It's like clearly... Uh, a violation, I believe, of terms of service. And it's like one or two bad apples that have gone out trying to make a buck for themselves using their like individual power that they've been granted from the company. And like you just hope this doesn't happen if it's your business or your company. Mm. It's a PR disaster for the brand because... A couple likely low-ish or lower level employees like did something stupid. So, you know, they've got to go back bottom up, make sure that this doesn't happen again and make sure that like protections are in place. So all of that kind of is what it is. The interesting part is that there essentially is a real world value that people are willing to pay.
3: Mm.
2: And I think that's tricky. Now, when it comes to some of the lawsuits that have been filed against EA in the past and are likely to be filed in the future, where EA claimed that these are like virtual goods with no value. And I think, you know, unfortunately, this might be cited for them, but we'll we'll see how it plays out long term. I Look, something like this was bound to happen. I think if you're a competitive FIFA player, you should be granted all the cards in the game. So everybody's competing on the exact same level to see who's actually any good. And the fact that they're granting some pro players cards and they can use them to compete in Weekend League and then use them to compete in esports competitions, like, it's so stupid. Like, that to me, it just, like, doesn't make sense. And it gets me a little fired up about it because I just want the esports side to be entirely fair. And if Weekend League people are competing for rewards and coming up against people that are playing with a different set of parameters because they've been gifted all this stuff, like that also doesn't feel particularly fair. And that's the qualifier to get into esports. Whole system needs to be reworked. EA, come on.
1: Exactly. And I think you mentioned pro players, presumably talking about professional footballers. And you look at someone like Diogo Jota. Now, I'm sure he could spend the FIFA points to get pretty much most of the players in the game if he wanted to, being a professional Premier League player. But he came up against people in his weekend league when he went 30-0 that are probably aspiring pros who can't afford the best players in the game but he was there with a team almost half granted by EA with the top moments and his 99 rated pro player card that does seem pretty unfair and you can talk about the fact that obviously the amount of FIFA points that needs to be spent to get a top team anyway is unfair you know like the investment you put in I mean there's a debate to be had around that of course because FIFA is one of the few esports i believe where you can pay to have an advantage uh, it's not the only sport of course there are plenty of sports where having financial backing is fundamental to competing it doesn't seem right though within the game of fifa and i'll come on to you renzo to talk about that actually for sure but the other thing to say is you know you mentioned ea employees japes but it actually doesn't even need to be an ea employee to take advantage of this because obviously you're going to need to be relatively senior to be able to grant these players it's not something they're going to just allow anyone to do because they know the value of it Are those people going to be speaking all the different languages around Europe from all the different leagues that we have across the world? No, they're not. They're going to be relying on probably third parties, perhaps leagues themselves or individuals working within leagues, for example, to present them with a list of gamer tags and PSNs to grant to. And it's something that I've always said that I think the foot team is small considering the income that it generates and the popularity of the mode. They're not going to be going through and checking every single account is actually belonging to the person footballer that says they're wanting this item because first of all i'm not even sure how you do that what have them hold up a picture of their gamer tag or psn and i mean that could be manipulated itself so that's a weird one and then of course we as consumers i imagine wouldn't want them to be spending a ton of time chasing professional footballers for ids relating to accounts and all that kind of stuff it just feels like a big waste of time for people who want to be developing the game but it'd be something that they would say trust uh league's marketing department to pass on that list and it be true right there's got to be a level of trust amongst corporations and organizations and if that trust is broken then you see serious ramifications which is what I'm sure will happen whether we see the result of that or not but really as I said it's not something that the majority of players will be affected by or even end up playing it's such a small percentage of the player base who have been taking advantage of this I think the big thing that it's highlighted is just how much value in real world currency these players have and that's going to be a concern for ea of course but also highlighting how expensive it is to compete as a pro and get those top players for users generally but renzo as someone managing in esports i mean 1400 euros compared to what people are putting in it probably seems- in terms of the cost of competing i'm not gonna lie that's a cheap deal you know <laughs> um <laughs>
5: It's so cheap. It's the that that's the whole issue with this as well. That um even looking from a managerial perspective, we invest in our esports players. Uh, even myself, like you just get granted this amount of FIFA points, which is a lot. I'm not gonna go into details, but from your
1: organization, right? From your your organization,
5: and that's what most people uh who play competitively do if you're signed. But if you're not signed, like you literally have to commit a fee. That is no joke. You could get by probably a car.
2: And how much do you win for tournaments again?
5: Exactly. Um, but that's the thing. And we're sat here <laughs> with this situation where you can buy for 1,400 or 1,700 euros, two icons and or three icons and two Timo cards. I don't even know what it was. And you, I do totally understand that people fall for that or like, tr- like do that. But... Then again, what Jape said, like you couldn't feel sorry for them because they know they're violating the rules. Um, mm. But EA need to take a little bit of responsi- uh, responsibility for this because they created a situation literally where people are willing to pay this amount of money as well. Because I don't know about like anyone else, but 1400 to 1700 euros for a virtual player in game is is ridiculous. Like I personally experience year- on a year basis that I'm I'm wasting an amount of money on a game which Mm. is returning money for me but for most people it isn't and for you content creators as well you're opening packs maybe because you know you're guaranteed to uh, get some money back but for most of these people probably not and we're still willing to pay those fees just in order to play with those players that are almost unreachable for anyone else if they don't that amount of coins because in fifa 18 we could still like kind of grind our way through with those spcs and stuff but right now there there's not even a moments icon r9 on the market if you even have those coins you can't even get him, you know and that's the thing for competitive players as well even if you were to have spent a lot of coins and have gotten top 200 all the time you're not even able to get this prime moments r9 unless you're sitting there for maybe a week long straight without sleep trying to snipe him and still then you might not even get him
1: yeah and in terms of the cost of competing you you're fresh to the qualifying process which requires you to bring along your own team and uh, you've had some fortune you've spent five points before so had some ridiculous icon pack luck <laughs> but how has it been for you competing this year for the first time in that environment
3: i mean there's there's squad restrictions on qualifiers which I guess in theory, helps level the playing field a little bit, but it's it's very broad instructions. You know, if it says two team of the years or two icons over 90 rating, well, an icon over 90 rating could be moments in Zagi, or it could be moments Ronaldo. So, like, it's it doesn't really, mm. um, you know, narrow things. I mean, it's I'm not going to say it's pure pay to win, because, I mean, if you're in a pro qualifier, you obviously have to be pretty good at the game, and you can't just buy your way to the top, but I mean, after a certain point, you know, you could be just as good as the top players, but you just don't have, you know, the funds to compete. Wouldn't you say though, like
2: at that level in a pro qualifier, the smaller differences have a larger impact? Yep. To me, it's crazy that people aren't given the exact same tools to see who is actually better at the game.
4: Yeah, I totally agree. Like
2: this is one of my biggest pet peeves and... I'll go back to like one quick point. If people want to spend on the game, like I look at it as like, if I spend 200 bucks on the game, but I'm going to play 200 hours of FIFA over the course of the year, like I'm spending a dollar per hour. That's like the cheapest entertainment I'll ever be able to find. And it improves my overarching experience. So like spending on gaming to me has, my mindset on it has changed as I've gotten older, but being forced to spend, to play
3: and be competitive is crazy. It's crazy, and it's it's yeah. it's about the margins. I mean, like we said in the gameplay pod, you know, it, the best players it reduces the RNG. It doesn't guarantee anything, but when mm-hmm. when you can take a shot and know like ninety nine percent certainty it's going in, basically means that you have to be significantly better as a player if you have a significantly worse team. And when you get to that top level, are you going to be significantly better than a Levy or a, a Tex or someone like that? Probably not. So
5: the easiest example for that is. Literally, team of the year CR7 on a corner. Mm. Like we even (laughs) if you have those uh, unlocked accounts. Like uh, I've actually watched our team, uh, team play the Club World Cup, and they had unlocked accounts with the Prime Icon moments already in there and stuff. Or was it moments? I think it was just primes actually. But team of the year CR7 over that tournament. Like I think he scored maybe 30% of his goals in the entire tournament were corner kicks from literally everyone. Everybody just whooped it in there and he would beat Maldini, he would beat Team Udyr van Dijk, he would beat even the defensive-minded Team Odier 07 because I've Mm-mm. always felt like ag- offensive players are a little bit more aggressive in those uh, head- duels. But you can't stop him. And if you have him on your team instead of the regular gold Ronaldo you're in such an advantage on the corner kick already so yeah and that's the margins that we're talking about that can literally yeah grant you to win uh at the pro level just because you have probably spent 1000 or 2000 euros extra. Yeah, yeah
1: and wait uh, renzo say the name of the uh Dutch centre-back who plays for Liverpool you just mentioned again. Fun day. (laughs) It's such a subtle difference it just sounds so much better. (laughs) I'll have to work on that. But yeah, let's move on to you James and your thoughts on this. Obviously, you've been around YouTubers and uh, the YouTube scene for a while despite committing to it more recently and so you'll be quite familiar with coin selling and what that involves Mm. and obviously that's against the terms of service. It's very much bannable like what happened here is really... And so one of the things I've seen people say as well, you know, this puts monetary value on these players and therefore there is reason that that could come back to buy EA because one of the things they say about loot boxes is, well, this doesn't have any monetary value. But I don't really see that that's necessarily that different to the fact that there is coin selling going on still now. And that is yeah. something that EA reject and see as bannable. So I, I don't know whether that necessarily does translate to a more serious situation, really.
4: Well, it's a strange situation because obviously they want to say there's no monetary value associated with it, but they've literally constructed a virtual economy, like an actual, like a literal, like it's literally called the transfer market, right? Inside the Mm. game, where you earn money and then you spend the money on other things. And some of the things are really good, so they cost more money, and some things are less good, they cost less money. And because it's a game where you're able to trade. And like with the coin sets and things, you know, they've assigned a monetary value to it. Regardless of whether this latest thing has come out with, you know, people selling literal players for money, it's always going to be a case of, because of the card's inherent uh, market value, because of its correspondence to buying foot coins, that already has a monetary value assigned mm. to it. And obviously that fluctuates throughout the year, but... Mm. Even if you couldn't go to someone and say, I want to buy normal Cristiano Ronaldo, you could just go to a coin site and say, I want to buy one mm. mil and then buy Ronaldo yourself, right? It's it's literally it's just the same situation. Uh, and the, yeah, like, echo again, the crazy thing is like how cheap that deal is. <laughs> Two prime icon moments and three team of the years for a grand and a half is such a good deal. The monetary value of those players in the game, you'd be, have to be spending like well over 50, like possibly a hundred, like thousand mm. pounds. In FIFA points to get even close. I think it probably it would really, it'd probably even be more than that.
1: Yeah. And it really highlights this issue, which I mean, it's pronounced now because actually Prime Icon moments haven't been out that long compared to how long they will be out by the time we see team of the season and we see items that can maybe not rival them, but start to get closer and there are more comparable items out there. The prices will come down. So, you know, they're going to be more easily obtainable, but still there'll be extortionate and many people won't be able to get them who play every day and this is something we discussed on last week's pod actually funnily enough the gameplay pod and uh it's worth going back and listening to that i think if you haven't because that is a longer discussion about what the ins and outs are of making icons more accessible how we think that should be done so do check that out i think that one is the supporter exclusive rather than the main feed pod like this one over there you'll get double the amount of podcast content as i always say and it is just three pounds a month to support the pod keep the podcast going it isn't possible without the support of all those out there chipping in a bit to keep it going which is greatly appreciated and yeah you can do so too over at bit dot ly slash more pod so bit.ly slash more pod and on that we'll have a break and we'll come back with plenty more chat on foot birthday and some key stat thresholds we think players should have if we're going to bring them into our teams so you might remember that over Christmas, a friend, listener, supporter of the podcast got in touch and offered a 15% discount on their site to Foot Weekly listeners. That site was Mystic Jerseys, and I know many of you took advantage of getting yourself a mystery football shirt with that 15% off. Great news then, because they'll be offering that 15% discount to all the listeners from now onwards. What that means is if you're Europe or UK based for... Just over £30, you can get yourself a mystery box containing a random football shirt, which could be from a range of different clubs and nations around the world. One of the really good things about it is that you can send a message with your order saying that you wouldn't like a shirt from a particular club, presumably a rival club, and you can also specify which particular colour to uh, in case you know, it's not going to suit you. So if you would like to take advantage of that, you just head over to Mystique Jerseys, which is M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E, and then jerseys.com and then you can use the code footweekly so F-U-T weekly to get that 15% off it was really great to see so many of you take advantage of it last time and I'm looking forward to seeing what you get this time do tag the pod on twitter at footweeklypod if you post it there
0: right let's get back into part 2 at Lowe's we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time that's why we've updated our app with your business in mind With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money, Lowe's knows pros. I'm thinking actually it'd be good to talk about what's
1: to come because we're probably heading towards Foot Birthday and what we had was Foot Player Days, which... Came and went. (laughs) Yeah, there wasn't really much to say about it at all other than there were free packs and also two for one coin packs, which meant there was huge supply on the market and people losing coins by buying packs, which definitely helped with Fodder being so high, dropping that price and also reducing the price of meta players too. Then they also dropped another two Icon Guarantee packs, which increased fodder prices again and i did want to quickly mention and i've said this before inform investing is so easy and good this year in past years they haven't thrown out these guaranteed packs for icons so frequently as they have done this year and always with informing requirements as well if you go and just pick up the cheapest informs when they're at a low and you can you know check the prices on your comparison sites and and see uh, how they look over time you get say 84 rated inform for like 25k You'll see that right now, you know, they're up at like 35 plus. So it's an easy 10K over a certain period just to sit there on your transfer list and and make your coins. It's just so straightforward, but uh, really effective and um, something that's worked for me. So a little tip there. Um, but I wanted to move on, as I said, to what's to come. And we have Birthday, which is always a, a good promo, I think. I don't think it's disappointed, particularly over the years. Um, it used to be more about kind of nostalgic FIFA cards, I guess, um, bringing that old school foot um into the current game but they've kind of changed it up over the last year or two and uh the year before last we had position changes which is kind of like what we had last year in shapeshifters and then this year foot freeze and then last year we had the uh school moving Weak foot upgrades which were really popular but they've kind of been doing that throughout the year a little bit and it seems to be something they throw a new idea at so I wonder what we might see. I'd uh, be interested to just go through and hear what people would like to see, what people think we might get, um, that kind of thing. So let's start from the top. Um, Hugh, what are your thoughts on uh, Foot Birthday? What would you like to see? I know you enjoyed that Mbappe last year, didn't you? Yeah,
3: that Mbappe was so good. I think it was better than his... Five-star week. For yeah, that, right? was, I think it was yeah. better than his team of the year and team of the season just because of that double five-star. So hoping to see a lot more of that five-star, five-star. Something I think the game's really lacking is um, like defensive midfielders mm-hmm. that... Have good weak foot and skills. Um, I mean, a lot of times you'll have a player like a like a Bruno Fernandez who could play there, but it's not really ideal for him. But when you look at most of the top uh, top end holding midfielders like a Vieira, a Conte, Makalele, they're all like three star weak foot and just decent passing. So I think it'd be nice to have um, a holding midfielder who can you know be a little bit more effective on the ball, especially for those of us who play with a single CDM while the other. Uh, midfielders mm. go forward. It makes it a little easier to to link the attack rather than having to choose between defending and passing. Yeah, overall, I think it, it's typically a really good promo. So I'm hoping for more, you know, five star skills, five star weak foot, and hopefully some new players that we haven't seen with promos yet. Um, it's always nice to get those. Mm. And just out of a prediction, I know they've seemed to have been doing a bit of a focus on former Bayern players, and also lately with the Joe Hart and Cavani SBCs, some recently added players and i noticed one of the recently added players mm. was uh rafinha the brazilian right back who's now at olympiacos so it could be kind of a fun little SBC. Mm. you know he's brazilian so somewhat easy to link but since it's olympiacos not like super op if they give him like a 90 rated card i don't know if he was even ever that good but i think it could be a fun one just for something different yeah
4: we definitely need more special card right backs i think <laughs> i don't, I don't <laughs> think they've given us <laughs> enough this year yet
3: yeah yeah Although there
4: aren't that many Brazilian defensive no, it, options. It is it, true. I so think so that, Brazilian-wise, that it's good. just Bruno Perez uh, like viable at right-back. And then the
3: icons, so, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Japes, it's funny, actually, because Bayern are a Pez partner, I believe, but uh, clearly your influence has led mm. to a decent number of Bayern items over the last couple of weeks or months, even if there wasn't the cherry on top with the Muller team of the year.
2: Yeah, I mean, clearly I had everything to do with that. <laughs> 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 it
1: only cost you 1,400 or something, so... Uh, <laughs>
2: You know, I'm an EA Play member, Ben, so I got a 10% discount. (laughs) (laughs) I obviously love seeing Bayern. They're a very popular team across Europe and like across the globe as well. Uh, The Mueller card was disappointing. So, you know, I hope to see a foot birthday Thomas Mueller card that's closer to that 94 rated five star weak foot, five star (laughs) skills. I think that probably do him uh, justice in that area. I'm not holding my breath. I think, I think who's or he's taking the right look at it and saying like what positions. Kind of, could we use a little bit more? I, you know, I, at this stage of the game, I'm, I'm kind of like, what players don't I want to play against? My, my, absolute, <laughs> one of my absolute favorite cards though, last year was the five star week foot Antoine Griezmann from Foot Birthday. Mm-hmm. I would love another Griezmann card. I just think. He's such a fun player, and you know I'm am a fan in in real life. So getting him into the squad would be good. I I take a few more pacey center back options that are better able to compete with the meta. I don't know, man. There's there's a lot of cards right now. I'm sure whatever they put out will be super spicy. I've been to the comment on on holding midfielders though that have better weak foot and skills or whatever. I've been using Tony Kroos as my CDM in the four-three-three, And he has so many assists relative to any other CDM that I've used. And it's just because no matter if it's on his left or on his right, he can like ping the ball to crazy, crazy mm-hmm. areas of the pitch. And if he does intercept On press after possession loss, you can basically play a broken through ball and have a player in on goal because his passing is immaculate. Mm. So that's been fun. And I think his SBC is still available.
1: It it is available now, but it will expire in one day. So um, I guess, you know, if people (laughs) want to maybe keep it out for a similar looking midfielder um, as time goes on. But actually, you know, myself in terms of foot birthday, it'd be great if they did a weak foot and skill move upgrade Thing I don't know whether they will but just because they tended over the years to vary it up a little bit, but it feels like we've had a real lack of five star skill players released over the last couple of months and weeks so. I wonder whether that is partly because they're sort of saving them up for something like this. And it may not be this time, it might be for the next one that comes. But let's move on to Renzo. Any particular things you'd like to see, I suppose, for Foot Birthday?
5: Nothing in particular because I think we've already mentioned a couple of things. But yeah, yeah. definitely, like that Mbappe, for example, he was pretty much, he was even better to the 94 R9 last year. So mm-hmm. I'm just hoping for cards, like you said as well, like have five-star skills because that are especially for pro level the most sought for Mm. and then again we don't really have any for pro (laughs) levels we don't really have any right mids or right wingers Mm. like not the greatest Kulusevsky is one that's been used a lot but like Marves for example I I I think Maris deserves a card that is like really good Mm. as well but then again yeah weak foot upgrades uh maybe some some interesting stat upgrades as well that you might have like uh, Kimmich with uh or well maybe a wrong example because he already has a team of the year but maybe uh really good Mats Hummels with like 85 base or something you know like Mm. that that would Mm. be something (laughs) no but like (laughs) it's it's getting to the point that we have so many cards already that are good might as well give some of the players like pk for example like those 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 players that have been around for such a long time and like on the end of their career mm. let just reinvent them give them some some really good cards right now because 84 pace pk is still not going to get ahead of informed walker for most
4: people so might as well toss it around there
1: yeah yeah nice and james what would you like to see from this particular foot birthday promo uh,
4: i've been really enjoying the upgradable like theme like the what if cards like you know so it's an 88 yeah, now yeah. but it could be a 90 like i really like that kind of thing I, I don't know whether it's just the dynamicism of it or the fact that it's like subject to real mm. life football as well which is kind of crazy it was the uh the showdown card i think it was the ajax versus uh psv game it was like one of the most watched Eredivisie games because yeah, people yeah. were people were looking at their showdown marlins looking at their showdown Clivers, and just being like, please, <laughs> yeah. just supporting one of the one of the other just just the one that
1: upgrade oh, that's a really good point
4: um so yeah stuff like stuff like upgradable cards is always just really exciting yeah, for yeah. me i think just it's just a bit more uh, but I, I and the thing is like i do agree i would like to see more stuff like a little more interesting stuff like foot birthday pk but i just feel like it's going to be something like foot birthday joe gomez and i'm gonna have nightmares for the rest of the season <laughs> yeah. Sell packs, man.
1: <laughs> um yeah yeah he's due some kind of special card isn't he actually yeah right let's talk about something slightly different uh we have this question in which is almost the gameplay question but i think it is something that is interesting to uh think about at this point Pobio says all new promo cards have you know ninety. 90- plus pace, finishing, and when playing Football Manager, I always used to have a filter saved to find the best meta players, but also to find the hidden gems in the game. I see on database websites you can save your filters. I was wondering if the panel had minimum filter requirements for players, and if not, what would they be? I.e., would you have like a minimum 95 pace, a minimum 90 composure, and that sort of thing? Uh, I suppose before discussing this, a key thing, of course, and this is why it's kind of tricky to do this, because... Essentially, you're putting chemistry styles on that as well. So a player with 99 pace might be great because you don't need to boost the pace at all, but their you know finishing might be a lot lower, um, but that's fine because you can boost it with something like a finisher. So that is definitely something to bear in mind when we're talking about this. And I suppose in our answers, maybe we're talking about what stats we think we'd like to see on players that we're putting into our teams with a chemistry style boost applied, I suppose. Should we start off at the top then again? Hugh, what are your thoughts on this? Do you have any particular kind of requirements that you have of players in, in certain positions or any ones that kind of jump out to you and you think, oh yeah, I, I really kind of do want that always on this particular position?
3: Yeah, I think something, I, I guess I wouldn't say that there's anything that has to be there, but I think that a player needs to have a maximum of like two weaknesses because of how chemistry style boosts work, as you say. So, for example, a player like Freeze Dembele who um, probably needs a boost to his shooting and to his passing. So you go dead eye, but then his pace isn't quite maxed out. So it like kind of creates this issue where mm. maybe a player who looks worse on paper, but all he needs is a bit of shooting and pace and nothing else. And you just put a hunter on him and now he's better. So I think it's mm. worth keeping in mind that sometimes players, you know, they it's like, Oh, they have no real flaws, but after chemistry styles are they really excellent at anything or are they just pretty good at everything and i think that's just something to be careful of especially with expensive players like a freeze Dembele that you're kind of paying it's like oh well it's Dembele; he must be sick but like i can't tell you the last time i've seen that card in weekend league maybe two three months ago um you know it's just for Mm. for what you're paying it's just not really getting your value so i think just finding those players that they have the stats that you need, and then you can boost the, the issues with your chem styles and then not worrying about the rest. Yeah, yeah, that's a
1: good point. Because a player who's really, really good in, say, everything, but maybe you know he's high 80s pace and he's got, I don't know, low 80s-ish in the shooting, certainly finishing, I guess that's the important one, but everything else is really good. You might look at a filter and think, oh, he's not going to be someone I'm picking up. But then as soon as you put the hunter on, He's then got really high finishing because the Hunter gives a plus 10 and, you know, high pace as well because it gives a plus 10. So I guess, yeah, you do really need to think about where the weaknesses are and what chemistry style you're going to use to compensate for that weakness, basically. Japes, any further follow-up thoughts? Any particular ones you're looking out for and thinking, mm, that's not really for me? or well, that is for me, I suppose.
2: Center back is the easiest one to look at, right? You look at their pace and you look at their defending stats. Like, even even with that said, like, the physicality is just a boost because you can get away with, like you certainly want them to have high strength and high aggression. That's what will make them like the most meta. But as long as their pace and defending is fine, I think that's pretty good. The, the My one like favorite stat uh, that's like a low key stat that I always look at for players is their reaction stat. Mm. When they have their other stats taken care of, like who uh, bears talking about, if they have a high reaction stat, oftentimes I find those are the players that have that like it factor for me. So, you know, I, I think you just need to figure out what stats seem to be important for you. But oftentimes it's just like a combination of stats and work rates and your own play style that has the biggest impact. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I think mean, that's a really good point. Um, Let us move on to Renzo then. What are you looking at?
5: Yeah, same, same for me uh, as for Chase. Like I just look at it, per position for fullbacks for example i just look at their pace and physicality like um if i see a guy with 95 pace and 80 plus physical uh statistics and like 75 defending i'd probably play him if he fits my team because defending is a little bit less important there uh strikers you're just looking at pace shooting dribbling for example passing can get get compensated a little bit. But for my wingers, for example, I find passing very important because (laughs) I've been using Mbappe, for example, down the wing. And if you try to pass with him, with his left foot, it's passing is really bad, Uh, unfortunately, because he only has like 76. But yeah, like those kind of stats are really important. And I personally am not a firm believer of cam styles. I do try to put on the ones that compensate a weaker stat so let's say Mbappe I'd probably give something uh, I don't know them all in uh, all of the game styles but I'd probably give him someone with uh, something with passing at least and like dribbling and shooting because he's already pretty quick Wait, so
1: you're, you're saying you don't actually believe in the boost that chemistry house give
5: no but... I've never really noticed that much of a difference if I play uh, like
1: let's say we're starting a sprint and that's the end of this week's foot weekly podcast thank you for <laughs> sharing <laughs> oh no nah, but what?
5: like If you're sprinting with like Mbappe, right, against uh, Kunde, somebody has a backbone on him or compared to a shadow. Mbappe is still going to be fast, but Koundé is still going to catch up over time because he's, if he has the ball, right? Just in that case. But Mbappe is always going to be faster, in my opinion. I don't know. 99 pace players versus... um, 85, play, 85 pace, for example, with boosted with, with the, or like 89 pace, I should say, boosted with like Shadow or Hunter, and 99 is still going to be faster.
2: So, Renzo, yeah. I think the, <laughs> time out, time out, time out. I think one of the things, <laughs> I just want to like call this out because when you're using truly elite level players, mm-hmm. chemistry styles have less of an impact because the stats can't go up as much. But when, like, you know, your average Joe card using chem styles makes like a, a really pretty massive difference
3: mm.
2: in the really? cards, without yeah, a doubt. Yeah. It may, yeah, without like without question, and and there are there are cards that you can even. Like, go into Managerial Masterpiece with your 75-rated team and try out a handful of different chemistry styles on your players and see, like, you will be able to tell a difference on the stats that are impacted. I have no doubt in my mind.
5: Yeah. All right, that, that, that might have just been me then for, for like, just playing with, obviously meta players yeah, yeah most of the time the i thing. do hop into the icon swaps uh game of the manager Masterpiece and stuff and i just put in whatever's in my club and i even play with like 60 pace players but i never stuck a chem style on them so
1: if you're playing with players that are that much worse and uh, you playing managerial masterpiece is going to be a bit of a joke anyway so um, <laughs> yeah i think that's the thing isn't it the player gap is
4: also a little bit substantial yeah in this yeah, case. yeah. So that's like, the thing he like... That, like he's already battering them five <laughs> yeah. does it really matter well, if he gets an extra i, goal here, I or honestly
5: there? just leave if I have to score more than one in
1: that thing. <laughs> like, if they don't leave, I leave. That that sounds cocky, but like I just don't want to have... Renzo's rapidly becoming the listener's least popular guest over the course of the, <laughs> the last like, five minutes. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I, I, I get it. With top players, it doesn't make as much of a difference. I think Japes has uh, explained that really clearly. And I, I actually, I have to say, one thing I really, really noticed was when I was using Renato Sanchez. I often would switch him between a shadow and an engine chemistry style. One would boost his passing, obviously, the other boosting his defending and, and pace and with the engine chemistry style i actually did notice the accuracy of passes being worse and him being less fluid on the ball i i couldn't really decide between them because when i did that i then struggled to intercept with him to pick up loose balls and he just wasn't as as good in that defensive phase as uh, you know, he had been before when I had him on shadow. So I think if you use a player enough and change chemistry styles, I'm someone who will change chemistry styles on a player that I have frequently, depending on what role they're playing. I think you really do notice that. But if you stick to one chemistry style and they're a really, really good player anyway, the boost isn't doing much. I don't think you'd necessarily notice it really to the same extent. And I think, yeah, Jake's made a good point there, but I think we are ready to wrap up. I wanted to just quickly shout out that Henry left back item from the championship objectives he's really easy to get hold of you just need to score 15 goals I think it is or is it 12 something like that and you can do that all in one game if your opponent's willing to let you and apart from his reactions which weren't too affected because he's got very high pace and his other stats are really outstanding defensively and I think as a link to Rooney he's really great and someone that I'd encourage people to pick up don't worry too much about his physicality not on Ashley Cole's level as a link but uh, still very good I used an anchor on him actually partly for that reason, which is uh, rare for me, but it worked well and he still obviously has pretty much maxed out pace. So very handy indeed. And I think on that, we are ready to wrap up. As I said, you can catch more Foot Weekly podcast chat with all these guests over on the gameplay pod. We already recorded it. Very insightful, I think. We discussed a host of gameplay tips and thoughts, including discussion around aggression and what takes you from a goal player to an elite player too. You can get that over on the supporter podcast feed if you're listening to this on the main public feed, then it will be out by the time you're listening to this. And you can check it out over on bit.ly/slash/morepods. So that's bit.ly/slash/morepod. Right then, Japes, I know you've got a dash. So a huge thanks, first of all, for joining us
2: yes goodbye uh, no, <laughs> no but a pleasure been a pleasure chatting with all you guys I really enjoyed the you know nice bit of back and forth and difference of opinions here on uh, whether chemistry styles are real or not which I think that they seem
4: to have
3: yeah. too actually he's,
4: he's not actually busy he just he's just <laughs> really <active>.
2: yeah yeah <laughs> he's uh, it it to really, yeah <laughs> yeah and in fact in fact I think chemistry styles have too much of an impact on yeah, the game yeah, that I would if... advocate for perhaps removing them entirely uh, that's okay. a story for the no- another day and another pod but a pleasure as always pleasure Chatting with you gents. My name is Japes and I will catch you. Yeah. Right <laughs> nice. And you can
1: catch him um, at uh, Japes on Twitter. Great. Hugh, great to have you come along to this podcast. Appreciate it. Um, people can obviously catch you in the supporter Discord and they can uh, find that crossing tutorial, which has gone down really, really well as well on your YouTube, which is.
3: Yeah, it's just Hubert, same as my name in the Discord, H00Bear um yeah hopefully to, uh putting out some new content soon there as well
1: yeah and thanks very much for coming Hugh and we of course say goodbye to our debutant here in the form of Renzo Renzo it's been great to have you even if um, some of the opinions at the end there uh, maybe like maybe <laughs> uh, no it's been great to have you um thanks for coming along it's been great
5: yeah thank you very much well. So I enjoyed it uh very it's always funny to hear like different sides of uh yeah, FIFA yeah. players you know different perspectives So or... For me, for example, that one, I'm like, I don't even notice it. And James is like, wait a second, you know. So, <laughs> no, that's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. it was fun. really enjoyable, man. And uh, yeah, thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Great to have you. And uh, where can people catch you and Team Hullet as well? Uh, For sure. If, you, if you're if you like looking
5: to get better into FIFA, like check out the Team Khaled YouTube channel. I make videos for them and mostly
1: tutorials. And on Twitter, you can just find me at uh, Renzo underscore FIFA. Yeah, it's been great to have you people should definitely check that out and a huge thanks finally to our returning guest this week it's james yeah thank you very much for having me man it's, it's always good fun. pleasure where can people catch those streams and you're particularly interesting we should say uh, hairstyle currently <laughs> oh
4: god let's not well I mean if you want to see what he's talking about then you head over to twitch.tv slash it is mm, bit of a
1: forfeit or? Uh, a little bit yeah a
4: little bit well I, little I
1: suppose more of a reward right because it's for hitting a goal so a bit different yeah a for
4: I mean there's no there's a forfeit yeah. for me for sure like
1: yeah. I, I <laughs> have to go outside it's, even if that's minimised at the moment yeah. <laughs> well that wraps us up a huge thank you to our guests here and a huge thank you to you listener for tuning in really appreciated if you fancy it do drop a review on the pod you can do that on Apple Podcasts and probably a couple of other Places as well. Any comments on what you've heard are welcome to at Foot Weekly Pod. For now, though, all that's left to be said is a huge thank you to those supporters for keeping the pod going and those icon patrons Dave B, DJ FIFA player, Coach Vass, Hugh J, Thomas, Alan G, Hunter B, Alistair, Martin M, Jordan, Matt L, Chris W, David S, Liam B, Reese A, Harry P, Sam B, Adam G, Neil P, Jake G, Robbie S, Jake S, Zach O, Tom B, Stephen F, Eric T, Christopher R, Jonathan P, Elliot M, Lee A, Paul, Johan P, Dominic, Rob P, Michael, Sam P, David C, Brian S, Sila P, Mikau L, Nishant, Reuben D, Dougie, Anthony R, Jeff B, Stephen M, Roger D, At Pace of a Tortoise, Stephen C, Andrew C, Dan W, Pobius, Sporkum, Bronco, Matt H and Savage P. Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Nick V, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W, and Pat O'Foot for advice and production assistance.
0: At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away. Stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros.
1: Before I leave you, though, just one more thing to add. FIFA is a bit like life, really. It has its many ups and its many downs. And if you are having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to the calmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice and support, or even just a chat available to anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to the calmzone.net. And for now, I'll catch you next time.